Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Ken and Echo Show. Welcome to the Echo and Ken Show. It's the Ken and Echo Show. And Melissa Show. And Melissa. And Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hello. We have Melissa here today. Da-da-da-da. I wish I had trumpets. Don't you I say know, trumpets? And we talked about this guest and how we were... Yeah. The roof is going to come off the dump. I just think this is going to happen. She's going to look at us. Time. She's looking at us like we're nuts. Ta-da. Ta-da. We oh, <laughs> trumpet. Okay, we've got uh, we've got Echo, Echo. And we got Ken, and we have Melissa. Three of the Edina Sentinel people, which um, is scary. Th- a, one current and two formers, quite formers, very formers, very former. Um, for those of you who don't know. Uh, a lot of everybody knows who in town knows Melissa, and they she knows they know um, um, you know she's been here for many many years, so she's almost a local. And um, like me, we're pretty you know twenty years from now we'll be locals. And she's a Sentinel OG. Yes, a Sentinel OG. OG. Yeah. What's an really? OG? You guys don't know what OG means. Oh, we're so I get to be the one that gets We're OGs. staring at her going, OG. I hope this is like good. Original, OG. Mm-hmm, original gangster. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I just oh, wanted to be a gangster. There mm-hmm. we are. There we are. The, the Should I don't have a hat. I could here. put it on backwards. I, I, no, I'm not doing the pants thing. No. <laughs> We're not hanging the pants down half the. <laughs> not Thanks, happen. Ken. I appreciate that. You're, you bet you believe. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Melissa was the editor of the newspaper for a while, several years. Um, she followed me. And then after a bit, I followed her for a while, temporarily, because there were some things. And then when I phased out, Carol phased in, mm-hmm. and we got to get Carol on. So was this days. the early 90s that you're talking? Yeah, I early 90s, mm-hmm. in 89, 90-ish. You would know that better would be than correct. I would. No, that's yes. correct. Yeah. Um, she moved to town, just like I did. We were very similar. We went to, we went to the same college, not at the same time. And... Uh, we have uh, similar backgrounds. We learned, went through the same classes. She was hired by the same woman I was hired, and she hey, came so. to town. But we, <laughs> our paths took radically different ways, and that's fine. That's cool. Um, so, There's just not room for both yeah, of us to I be the same. Yeah, I kind of look at you guys, and I see what you're doing now. Yeah, which has nothing. And it makes me wonder, you know, like, oh, where will I be in 10 years or, you know. You never know. You never know. Well, that's one of the, the good things about a journalism degree is it, it sets you up for so much. You could go so many different ways with it because it's really about communications, not so much about, you know, yes, can I write? Can I talk? You know, but it's about being able to listen to what other people are saying and relating with them. And so that's kind of what you're doing with it. Absolutely. So. And you're both still here. And we're both still here. Mm-hmm. Probably for for the same reason, I'd say. You know, it's it's a pretty good place to live. It's a good place for... She raised a family here. Yeah. Still mm-hmm. raising a family here. Still raising family. Um, I didn't raise a family, but we've lived here for, oh gosh, since 1984. So, yeah. Long, long, long time. Long time. You're the newbie. You're the newcomer. I am the newbie. One of the reasons we asked Melissa to come and join us today is because she is opening a new business. She has opened it. She has opened it. It is on the front page of the Edina Sentinel. Yes. First disclaimer. Th- yeah, disclaimer time. These are the views and opinions of Ken, Echo, and Melissa. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Good trumpets. They are not I'm going to have to make an extra recording so I can throw that in. The Edina Sentinel. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Whatsoever. Ever. And Mike would disown us. 
I don't know if he would disown us. Well, he would if we come up with some of that crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Hi, Mike. If you're listening, hi, Mike. Okay. So yeah, we got we got our papers in front of us. Everybody's got a paper. Melissa's got a paper. Our usual thing is on these uh, weekly podcasts, we go through the paper. So why don't we just? Uh, oh. Yes, Echo's holding it up. We have our see. I told you this isn't just me because you're holding it well, up. Well, because you made a big, you had a fit about the libation. Fit? Company. I fit. <laughs> was it a fit? It was kind of a fit. It was a little bit of a fit. This is not going well. This is not going yeah. well. Okay, here we, I'm going to open my libation for you. My Mine head. is a is a surefire spring water. Now, Echo, you got. I got give the it good up. one. Give it up. Mine's a CNR purified water. It's the best kind. The only one in the refrigerator, and I got it for you. You can't hear it because I I prematurely opened my libation. She, I, she, I did as well. She is convinced that <laughs> that is a far superior product than the spring water we're drinking, which I think this stuff's pretty good. I mean, it's just water, you know. Better. <laughs> this is better. Well, there we are. I think I'm having a flashback. Okay. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> well, you know, after I left the newspaper, I went to a radio station. Yes. And in the mornings, uh, we would eat breakfast on the air. Okay. Yeah. So it just kind of feels that way a little bit. Oh. Yeah. So I'm not going to chomp in anybody's ear, but I might. Did you get I to might chomp in people's in ears ear. on your radio show? We did. Yeah. My mom used to call and say that it's really annoying. So, but, but your mom can hear you. This is true. Now, where are you from originally? Where's your hometown? Kiakakai. I what? knew it was somewhere around here. I couldn't mm-hmm. quite remember where it was. I knew you were local. So, yeah, she would be able to hear you. Yeah, that's radio range. Cool. I'm going to take a drink, but I'm going to turn the mic down so you don't have to listen. Ah, okay, get that part. Ah, okay, so well, let's just run through the paper and uh, let's see. What do we see in the front of the top of the front page? What do we see, Echo? We see Melissa. We see Melissa. Her smiling face. With her brand new business that just opened here in Edina, first of its kind. Yeah. Uh, first counseling office, focus therapy here in Edina. We have had um, counselors and therapists mm-hmm. come through town kind of. Transiently, yeah. Right, and uh, kind of work out of different offices, but we've never had our own. So this is awesome. So. So what is it you do? Can you tell us what you do without talking about yourself too much? Because you don't want to do that. You said <laughs> I that. Yeah, I don't like doing but, that. But, yeah, what do you do? Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor, and I see people individually and in uh, groups and really uh, address whatever needs they have uh, as far as emotional regulation, um, mental illness, um, just Things are not going so well, and so we can you know, talk about that and come up with some goals and, and try to help them meet their goals and healthier. Yeah. And you, then, when you say licensed, can you go a little bit more into exactly what that, you know, I know you've spent a lot of time, effort, money, education doing sure. this. So just so that people get an idea that you're not just hanging out a shingle, some girl hanging out. No, she really actually does this. This is this is right. a, um, this is a, a really a good What's the word I'm looking for? A good um, addition to the community because we, we just really didn't have anything like this before. And it's such an important thing. So, 
Right. Well, it starts with uh, obtaining your master's degree. Mm-hmm. And so I have a master's degree in uh, education counseling from uh, Quincy University. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you get provisionally licensed. Uh, it's quite a process uh, through uh, professional registration in Missouri. And um, you have to go through a supervision process that takes about two years. And at the end of that two years, um, you, if you've passed your uh, national exam and you have all your supervision hours, then uh, you apply to have your full license and uh, become licensed as a licensed professional counselor. And then um, once you're licensed, uh, you have to have continuing education every year to, to keep that license. It's like when you got licensed, you went into a clinical environment somewhere, or I mean, where, where were you at? Well, when I was working on my master's, I was already um, at a community mental health agency mm-hmm. and working as a community support specialist. Mm-hmm. And then once I obtained my um, provisional license, then I moved over into the clinical part of that agency and uh, started counseling. And how many years have you been in it? How many years have been I've been yeah. counseling yeah. since two thousand and eight? So. Pretty good time then. That's yeah, about that's a, a long year. Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Well, I hope it works. Well, I hope and expect it's going to work very well for you. I um, hope so. Because um, I know you, and you're you're a very fun person. But I know you also have your, um, you're also a very smart person. Thank and you. I can say that because <laughs> I'm allowed. But uh, and I am sure that you are very good at what you do. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, that's you know you've always been good at everything else you've done. So. So why not this? Yeah. yeah. No, seriously. I mean, she was when she was one of us. We were working for the paper. She did a very good job with the paper. You're probably actually into her stuff now on the 25 year ago news. Right. I don't do old time news anymore. But you read it. I do. Yeah. So that's, I think we might have phased out. Are, have you this phased year. past you? I think we phased out this year. Yeah. Okay. Because you weren't really at the paper all that long, were mm-hmm. you? Okay. Not quite a full two years. Okay. I didn't realize. How exactly how long it was. Mm-hmm. So I know I left in, well, 89, 88, 89, somewhere around there. You would know better because you were came just shortly after I left. Right. And then um, there was a, a need, and I went back in 93, 92 for oh, several, two or three years. Mm-hmm. Not as a full-time person, as a part-time person. So not that it matters. So... You you got to do the you got to do the things we love to do the city council meetings absolutely the school board meetings oh yeah I miss that I really do you do should you? come you should come hang out mm-hmm. I would love that I know I, I see that look Ken because <laughs> I was like, really <laughs> go to these meetings if you don't have to if you're not getting paid you know, to Stanley comes to the meetings it's like date night <laughs> <laughs> well it's a cheap date I guess right right well okay. Now, Jean, my wife, never, ever went to the <coughs> meetings. She, I mean, she just, no. I say that that's not true. She did go to some of them. I just told a lie. I, remi- I, I remembered this wrong. Because I remember her talk. We had this conversation a few weeks ago about some school board members and how they acted as, as well, this was in a different county. This was Lewis County. And how they acted in such an aggressive and less than positive way towards um, me and were completely condescending to her because she was that little girl, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's so, so she little? must have been there with us. She must have been there. She must have. Huh. Yeah. Stanley comes to the meeting sometimes, which is 
fun though. He always gets on me because I because I don't let him talk. <laughs> you shall. Well, and talk. I don't really say don't talk. Maybe I have said that out loud. Like, please don't. Like, we're live and this is recording, and I've got a tape recorder going on here, and so. Don't say anything weird, <laughs> like off the wall, please, during this meeting, because it's going to go on the website and it's going to be there forever. So please um, keep that stuff to yourself. Okay, before I go off on the side rails, is there anything else that you want to say about, about what you're doing? Uh, I you... have questions. Oh, she has questions. Take it away. I'll, I'll be quiet now. Tell the groups. Tell us what that is, because I think people will probably wonder. You know, what does this mean, group sessions? Sure. Uh, a couple different things about the groups. Um, one of the neat things is is skill training groups. And when, when a person thinks about groups, you typically think about uh, therapy groups that you may see on TV, you know, where everybody's sitting in a circle and we're all talking about. Like use your feeling words. About our problems. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and those are called therapy process groups and, and they're they're beneficial. Um and, and definitely have their place. I, and I do those and I will do those. Um, but my passion is with skills training groups. And, um, one of the, uh, counseling, um, therapy that I, that I, uh, use is dialectical behavioral therapy. And it's, it's a really dynamic therapy that, um, works very well for people who have a difficult time managing their emotions, it also works for people who have substance use issues. Um, and originally it was designed for people who um, had self-harm behaviors and suicidal ideations. And so, but it's, it's, it's a tool, but well, a couple different things. There's a, we work on emotional regulation, understanding your emotions and how they work um, and developing a, a kind of a toolbox of real practical things that you can do to, um, de-escalate some of those emotions and get through really difficult situations without making it worse. We also look at interpersonal effectiveness, how to communicate with people um, in a more effective way and understand some of the behaviors that, you know, that I might have that negatively impact how I, how I communicate with you. Um, we also do uh, mindfulness um, Ooh, mindfulness. Right. Hey, I like that I one. love, yeah. How do we join these yes. groups? <laughs> I was going to say, mindfulness is one that, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, big time. Yeah. So uh. those are skills training groups. Um, and you have to be in any other therapy to, to do those. And so I'll be offering those. Um, typically what I do is I, I do them in a sequence. Um, I'll start with mindfulness and then I'll go to distress tolerance or emotional regulation. Um, I haven't quite decided yet if I'll continue that pattern, but it, it usually works best um, if you can do them in segments. They usually last um, six to ten sessions, and but each module can be um, can be done on its own. It's, they're standalone, but um, and so so that's one thing is the skills training. But I'm also excited about um, just offering some education groups. Um, to the, and is to the like, community. Is that some of the, like some of the stuff? Because I know I've been to um, it was like law enforcement training, mm -hmm. um, but it was just how to handle stressful situations, how to identify mm -hmm. mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Is it that? So it will mm -hmm. be that kind of right. Um, I am planning one. I 
for February. I don't have all the details worked out, but um, just kind of an introduction to um, mental health and understanding um, what we're talking about. You know, there's such a stigma with mental health, and um, I really want to to help the community understand that this is not something that you know is just for crazy people or um, you know I'm I'm here not because um, I need to help crazy people, whatever that means. Um, but counseling is for you and me and anybody else who's having difficulty, um, whether it's with depression or anxiety or relationships or whatever. And, um, you know, re- I want to reduce that stigma so that we're not looking at it as a us and them and, or a me and, and somebody else sort of thing, but it just, we all need to be healthy. We're mind, body, and spirit. And we need, you know, 2016, I want to take care of my body. Um, I want to read more. Well, I also need to take care of my mental health. You know, it's funny. You're talking, it's not funny, but you're, you're talking about the stigma and this is a totally real thing that I, I just never have been able to wrap my head around why people are so hung up about um, seeking something like mental health. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll go to the doctor if you have, you know, if you twist your ankle. Absolutely. Why aren't you going to go to the doctor if you have an emotional issue that you just can't get past or mm-hmm. that's making you not be the person you feel like you could be? This mm-hmm. is, it's no different. It's no different than if you, if your car doesn't start having the mechanic look at it. I mean, it's the same thing. Of course, obviously, it's more of a, you need more of a, a, um, a different approach with it than an automobile. It's not mechanics. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the stigma is, it's real. It really is. I see it all the time in front of me. And, and I think, you know, part of the reason we have a lot of the problems that we have on a, on a larger level is that we can't get past that. Mm-hmm. And I don't really, I, society. I, I think it's part of the human animal nature societal thing that is kind of just really, it's part of, of, of a whole bad feedback loop. And there's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of things you could toss into this that, uh, that are very similar, mm-hmm. that are all things that we really need to try and get past. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of similar to some of the autoimmune disorders, you know, chronic pain disorder, yes. for example. If you break your arm, I can tell you broke your arm. Sure. It's very physical. I'll, I'll sympathize with you. If you have uh, chronic sleep disorder, I can't see that. If you have depression, I don't necessarily know that. And so it's, it's hard for people to kind of wrap their mind around things that they can't see. Um, I love this. I love the phrase, it's all in your head. Absolutely, it's all in your head. I'm not sure where else it would be. Yeah. Um, it yeah. is definitely in your head. I like to use the, anal- uh, the analogy of um, blood pressure, very similar to blood pressure. Some people have chronic blood pressure issues. Some people have chronic mental illness or uh, mental health issues, uh, depression all their life. Um, blood pressure, some people just have periods of time in their life when uh, stressors are high and their blood pressure goes up for six to eight months. Some people with mental health issues just have a short period of time where they need a little additional help. That's interesting. Some people with high blood pressure can make um, lifestyle changes and they get better. They don't necessarily need medication. Sometimes they need medication and lifestyle changes. The same thing with 
with mental health. Sometimes you can make lifestyle changes and you feel better and you function better. Sometimes you need medication. I've never heard of it. I've never heard that before, but that's it. That's the perfect way to, to bring And they're it both medical mm-hmm. yeah, and sorts of... And, you, and your job is to determine, to diagnose, to determine... And start bringing the proper tools to the to the to treat. Yeah, cool. I just have to throw in. Throw. It's one of those disclaimer sort throw. of things. Throw. As as a licensed professional counselor, my license prevents me from diagnosing. Um, that is reserved for psychiatrists. I uh, see. Medical. Good to know. Medical doctors and uh, um, PhD level professionals. So. So what do you? But what, I can. What do you? I can assess, assess, and I can I can give you my diagnostic impressions based on the um, standards um, yeah. that, that they would use to diagnose. Right. So it's not a diagnosis, but it is a. You got a pretty good idea of where we're exactly. What, it's a what track the train is assessment. on. It's a diagnostic assessment. I like mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> so not yes, a diagnosis, folks. It's we're, a diagnostic <laughs> assessment. And we are all. That's one of the things about the Echo and Ken show is we are all about disclaimers. Yeah, we <laughs> we are the disclaimer. Like one of the first things we came up with was a good disclaimer. Yeah, and we just we're responsible for everything except for what we're not, and then we aren't. Right. And you have a passion for addiction. Yeah. Are we breaking news here? Are treating, you know, treating people with addiction issues, and that's a big that's a big deal because um, we have people that have problems with that. Absolutely, especially locally, and um, and not just here in Knox County, but in counties that surround Knox County, probably counties, you know, small counties that do not have counseling offices like mm-hmm. like we do now. So. And my passion is for uh, co-occurring treatment. You know, it used to be... I don't know what that if is. If you had a drug problem, then you'd get sent to substance use treatment. If you had a mental health issue, you'd get sent to a mental health facility. If you had both, they would try to figure out which one was the, the worst, and they'd not. send you there, and you'd get your drug treatment first, and then then you go to the other place and deal with it. That sounds like a recipe for failure. Uh, you know, and that's exactly what happened. You know, people were scratching their heads and saying, why aren't these people um, who are using substances quitting? Why aren't they getting better? Why do they keep using substances? Well, hello, you're not dealing with the root problem. Which is a mental health issue. Which was the mental health issue. And, but the substance abuse itself could be exacerbating the whole mental health problem. Absolutely. Because so it, it does some, some of that stuff does some really bad stuff. It's corrosive. And, it's, right. It just takes you to a bad place. And the way she's already, looking at it is a, f- I will go out on a limb and say a fairly new, not completely new, but it's a fairly new cutting edge, uh, especially for these parts, way to deal with it, mm-hmm. uh, which is to attack kind of both at the same time. Yeah. It's really just been the probably, it's evolved, but I'd say the last 10 years, um, yeah. it's really become the the standard of treatment. Um, you know, you still have programs out there that that are kind of in their own little silos uh, uh, that they were traditionally. But if you look at best practices, um, co-occurring treatment now is the best practice. Okay. Um, treating both of them simul- simultaneously. I have learned something. It's too bad we can uh, have the... Uh, the Department of Corrections do how do you what is it co-occurring 
co-occurring treatment. Co-occurring treatment. They're they're coming on board with it. Really? Mm-hmm. The problem is um, there are still very few treatment centers um, that are exclusively, or not exclusively, but uh, that offer co-occurring treatment. Um, you and I were talking about this the other day, some of the problems with uh, people that are involved in the criminal justice system. Um one of the biggest problems is is being able to pay for treatment. Um, there's just very few dollars for it. Right. And what's unfortunate is we're funneling all this money into the Department of Corrections. <clears throat> How much is it to keep a guy <laughs> in prison right. forever? Scratching right. our heads saying, oh, wow, we're paying all this, we're How paying all this. How many dollars a year are you paying to keep someone right. behind bars? Right. And meanwhile, we're, we're cycling people through because they're on probation violations for continuing to use drugs or they've committed some misdemeanor um, that violated the probation because they hadn't taken their medication that they couldn't afford and they had a psychotic episode or, or whatever. Um, Cook County, have you heard of uh, what Cook County Jail's been doing? No, I haven't. Really fascinating. If you get a chance to, to look into it, um, their warden is um, a psychologist. Right. Interesting. How crazy wow. is that? Right. And um, so they are starting. They're kind of on the leading edge uh, for uh, mental health in the correction system. And by the way, guess what the top three mental health facilities are in the state in the uh, United States? I wouldn't have a clue. Honestly, I wouldn't. Me neither. Rikers Island, Cook really? County, Cook County Jail. Okay. And um, uh, San. Well, one on the east coasting or west coast in California. Okay. Um, so all, prison all, all correctional. Correctional, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not- I, I would never have guessed that. So anyway, Cook County, they have uh, pushed in and actually have mental health services that are being offered in the facility. They're having groups. They're having individual counseling. They're making sure that when folks leave, they are hooked up with outpatient services. And, wow. um it's you know as we as we move along, we're going to see. It'll be interesting to see what the recidivism rates look Absolutely. like after a period of Absolutely. time. Absolutely, actually, Missouri's kind of on the cutting edge too. Um, and that's unusual to me, at least. It sounds unusual because Missouri, well, we're not on the cutting edge of much. <laughs> well, actually, we are for mental health. There's okay. A- I, I, again, I, I express <laughs> I have one hundred percent ignorance in the mental health thing. It's yeah. just nothing something I've never looked at. So yeah, the good news is I know I'm ignorant. So I'll just shut up and listen. There go right you ahead. Go. Um, now I forgot what I was going to say. But Missouri's on the cutting edge. Um, they're recognizing that law enforcement and the court system, um, that a lot of the folks that are in the criminal justice system, you know, there's there's a lot of recidivism. They're coming back through the courts. They're they're law enforcement's they kind of the um, first responders, and so they've they've funneled a lot of money in the last couple of years through the mental health system to address that. And so I think, I think we're heading in the right direction, but again, there's just, it's a funding issue. There's just so many people who don't have the money to get the treatment that they need. And that's really unfortunate. Well, I think, and this is, this is, I am a, you know, you know, you don't know me probably all that well, but I'm a fanatical Second Amendment guy. Okay. (laughs) But I think it's pretty obvious that one of the biggest problems we have when it comes to um, a lot of the gun violence that we have is we're not putting enough effort into the mental health system. Now, some of it isn't that. Some of it is just 
bad people doing bad things. Mm -hmm. And there's some accidental stuff. You know, we're not going to go into all of the, you know, some of it's gang related and that's, Mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, so much of the really tragic stuff is, you know, I look at it and as an outsider who doesn't know anything about the mental health system, I just have to wonder, you know, when I look at people who've just obviously had a, had a, a break from normality, mm-hmm. something didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I don't really understand what, but I think maybe we need to do something better about that. Absolutely. Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not only that, but I think when, as some, when someone has a break, I would assume that there's warning signs and uh, often trigger type things that, mm-hmm. I mean, if they had access to care, um, mm-hmm. it would probably help, right? Absolutely. Um, in, before I, I just kind of struck out on my own here, the position that I had at my former job, um, that was one of the things that we were looking at was being able to um, kind of rush some of the Medicaid applications through the system so that uh, folks that were having those, well, what we what we noticed was that the majority of the referrals that were coming in were for, for people from 18 to 30. They didn't have Medicaid. They didn't have a funding source. And so the, the thought is if, if we can get um, get them Medicaid sooner, then when they're having that first break, those first signs, um, get them into treatment so that they can become stable so we're not paying for housing and jail and long-term disability and, and those sorts of things that are just really sapping our and then on the other end, ending up with victims right. of whatever. Right. And you know, addiction. I mean, addiction, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of addiction probably stems from people who just can't deal with the reality right. you know, as an escapism. Well, if, and if, when you can't pay for your meds, but you can get street drugs. Yeah. And that will quiet the thoughts or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever is happening inside of right. your mind. Oh, yeah. I want to pick your brain a bit. Okay. Answer me a question. How difficult is it? As a somebody who's been in the provider industry, you know, how is it? How difficult is it with the whole privacy versus um, need to protect the public? Okay. Is that a, is this a real problem or is this a, a straw horse that we're hearing about? You know okay. what I'm saying? Because I mean, I, I know that you have probably ridiculous amounts of rules and regulations about what you can and cannot do HIPAA and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that all applies. And, and you know, mm-hmm. can you, that's a good question. It is a good question. Um, of course it's always, it's always complicated, but there are exceptions to the HIPAA rule. Um, if, if, if I believe, uh, and have evidence that you are a harm to you yourself or to someone else, um, I can disclose that information. I just can't disclose everything about your treatment. I, I can disclose enough to get you the treatment that you need and provide safety for someone else. So if you're in session with me and you're having serious thoughts about wanting to kill somebody, then it's my obligation to um, yes to contact the authorities. Is that called mandated reporting? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure, you know, because, again, this is something I don't really about. And, again, you're not, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I don't have to divulge your entire case file or anything like that but I, I would have to say, you know say enough to to make sure that the public was safe and that you were safe 
Hopefully. But it gets really, really complicated. Yeah, so hopefully you know? this isn't something that comes up a lot. But. And the reason it gets complicated is because, you know, if, if it's kind of vague, um, Tarasov was one of the rules for notifying if you're thinking about harming someone else, if I, if someone else is in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're having kind of these vague thoughts about hurting somebody else, I can flag that, but who do I tell and what do I tell? No. Right. Well, there, there's no threat. You know, that's when it becomes difficult. I mean, I can note that, but yeah. the only thing I can really do is hope that that I have, we have that coordination of treatment and that we put get, safety nets in place. And um, get working on the actual issue mm-hmm. and try and... And I think some of these things that are, these people that have kind of come to light, you know, they've they changed treatment providers. They're they don't always engage in treatment. We can't make people stay in treatment. Um, they, I don't want to say fall through the cracks, but they kind of do. Little disclaimer too on the whole. We love disclaimers. Know, <laughs> we do. We love disclaimers. On the whole gun thing, um, you know, if you, there's a relatively very small number of people yes. of people who have mental illness that commit those violent yes. crimes. Unfortunately, they become huge in the media. Yes. Um, but if you look at the, the numbers of other people who commit crimes versus those people who have mental illness, very, very, very small. Um, in fact, the stats show that people with mental illness are way more likely to be the victims of a crime than to commit a crime. Unfortunately, I'm sure it's just one of those deals where it's just, yes, but when it happens, it can be spectacular. Absolutely. Like the guy in Norway who kills 100, you know, yeah. you're going to get When it goes wrong, it goes, it goes way wrong. really wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, and yeah, most gun crime is just simply that, crime. It mm-hmm. is literally, you know, and most of it will happen in places like the streets of Chicago. People will be killed and they're going to be out at 3.30 in the morning on the streets at the, on the corner. And this is where most gun crime happens. Absolutely. And, you know, people um, – and it's legit to, to have the conversation and we all have our different sides. I don't know. I don't know what you believe. It doesn't really matter mm-hmm. because you, you that's cool. Whatever it is you think is – it's it's a marica. This is marica. Mm-hmm. But, right. you know, but, you know – if you are putting yourself in a situation where you're going to be out in a, in a violent neighborhood at 2.30 in the morning, 3, 3 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night, when you know 30 people a weekend get killed by guns in Chicago and you're in Chicago on a street corner, this is probably not the safest type activity you could do. Just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. End of, no, end of preaching. It's just, you know, that's just not a, not the best decision I think that's possible to make. Anyway, pressing right along. <laughs> okay, I want to. One more thing I'd like to, to discuss about your about your business. Um, how do people contact you if they're interested or they want to just talk about you know and learn mm-hmm. and you know? Um, they can contact me by phone. Okay. Would you like me to let, let it loose? It out. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. My number is 660-342-4904. Um, I also have a website. Um, it's focus-therapy.org. And that pretty much has most of the information uh, that you need. Um, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, a link on there that you can actually go into a secure uh, portal to register Um 
and even set up an appointment with me. Um, it's a cool website. Have you seen the website? I've not been there. She's been, I just she's, I just saw this today. It's, so. she, it's self-made. She did it herself. Cool. And it's awesome. She did a really good job. And what's really cool is she's going to be doing video counseling. Oh, yeah. Uh, not yet, but it's coming, and it's mm-hmm. um, technology in action. Of course, all on, like, secured mm-hmm. uh, server-type deal. I'm not quite sure what it's right. called. Right. And video counseling is not for everybody. Um, you ask, you know, how does somebody go about um, starting counseling? The first thing that, that we would do is have uh, a screening and that really gives the person an opportunity to sit down with me and kind of tell me what's what's going on, um, why they're seeking counseling, um, what their goals are. And then we discuss whether or not I might be able to assist them and, and what it might look like, how long, you know, we think that uh, they they might require counseling, uh, of course, go over bill, you know, how much it might cost and those sorts of things. Now, you, this brings me right to another, right to another question. It, it just run through my mind. Okay. Let's say I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. I'm, just, I'm Joe Smith. Okay. Why would I want to, what are the types of things that, that uh, would be kind of things that would be running through my mind to, to, to get me into the mindset of maybe I need to talk to somebody? What are the kind of things that people out there might have running through their minds at the moment that, that are kind of an indicator that it might be sometime, the time to call somebody? What type of thing would that be? That's a tough question. That is a tough question. But you know what I'm saying. You know, if you need me, what, what, what sort of things would run through a person's mind? Um, well, you know, I, I think the obvious is if you, if you have depression and anxiety, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Intense recollection of past trauma, um, things like that. Um, what we look at is, you know, the people have those things. You have periods of depression, you have periods of anxiety. But I, I think the the determining factor is when that interferes with your ability to function well, uh, or when it causes you distress. Would anger be a, a key too? Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been I, there's Definitely. some people I know. Who you, you just are can be just totally explosive, mm-hmm. and they've always been that way. And then there are also people I've known that all of a sudden this is new. This is yeah. something that has not been a right. part of their a part of their personality for years mm-hmm. and years, and all of a sudden they're just blowing up at everything. Mm-hmm. Changes in behavior are big indicators that yeah. something's not not going well. And that can be hard to recognize in yourself, can it? Yeah. It can be yeah. definitely. So, like, what if you think, maybe I need therapy? It, if that thought that. crosses your mind, it, it's not a bad idea to, to check it out. And have a screening? Great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I need therapy. I can help, I think that I can all help the time. you out. I can point. Maybe I need therapy. <laughs> you know, and maybe you, you may, don't, but, but come in and talk to me yeah. and we'll kind of see what's yeah, see what's going on. You know. We're gonna. If, if you actually do need therapy, we are gonna shut the podcast down during <laughs> no, the session. I'm, I won't have therapy on the show. I promise. <laughs> just saying. You know, sometimes I do think that maybe I need therapy because you know we just did life after meth. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that um, it's been a rigmarole. You know, it's crazy <laughs> life I live. You know, yeah. and sometimes people just need someone outside their circle of family and friends to to talk to because you know. It, if we're related and I need to talk about something, you you and I are always going to have a level of 
emotional connection that impacts what we say to each other. Um, and you don't have that when there's a neutral, when you're talking to somebody neutral. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Because you're, and it's kind of maybe one of those, maybe I'm being a little naive here when I'm saying this, but, uh, you know, you're much more likely to be brutally honest with somebody you don't, that didn't powder your butt mm-hmm. when you were, you know, <laughs> you know that you that you don't, you know, that you never married, you know, you're you're just more likely to be, or you know, that hasn't been your sister all your life, right? And family and friends are going to say get over it, or they're going to give you advice before you ever finish telling telling them how you feel. And counseling is not about giving advice. Uh, counseling is about listening. <laughs> there is a big a difference lot. between listening, advice and counseling, isn't absolutely there? Absolutely, listening and helping you process and come to your own resolution. So, yeah, and there's there's absolutely no little oh, well, go buy this herbal extract. And <laughs> I'm guessing that's probably not something you come up with a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, if you just eat more vitamins, you'll be fine. That might be something we discuss, but well, I'm not going to go tell you to do it. <laughs> well, that's what somebody. Somebody will say, oh, yeah, well, you know, you, you need to eat some creatine powder. That's all it'll take. You know, I yeah. didn't ask about that. I just really wanted you to listen to the fact that, that, that I cry in the morning. That's all I wanted. Okay. <laughs> I didn't ask for your advice. <laughs> that reminds me of the old walk it off. Just walk it off. You know, arm broke, walk it off. Stomach ache, walk it off. Which brings me to another question. Huh? Is there a big difference between guys and, and, and women? Because <clears throat> um, the guys, it is walk it off. Oh, you know, just come on, be a man, walk it off. You don't come on. The macho thing is—is is that a real thing or is that a perceived thing? Um, it's probably a perceived thing. I actually really enjoy working with guys, um, because it, 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 most of them, this if it's their first time counseling or um, they're working with me. Um, you know, a lot of times they've never really had a chance to open up to somebody. And a lot of times that's because nobody's really listened. Um, and I think with guys, you really have to be quiet and just go wherever they want to go um, and listen. But, yeah, you know, I, I think that's just kind of a perception that guys have this hard shell and there's no, there's yeah. nothing under there. Um no. And like I said, I'm, it, and they're good that, at, that is the, that is the perception. They're but good I'm not at saying stuffing. Yeah. Um, guys are really good at stuffing and running, but, yeah. um, there's definitely a high intensity, um, under, if you, you know, if you can get through that shell. Sounds. You're full of all kinds of. Yeah. Sounds, uh, interesting new stuff. Learning. Yeah. For us. This is cool. Like this is kind of cool. We'll have to get you back. We come back. Sometime? Absolutely. Sometime. Awesome. Cool. Now. We've talked about Melissa and what she's doing now. Now we have to do a little bit of what she was doing then. Well, we're going to take you back through the years. We're going to, everybody's going to grab their paper because it's part of what we do. We're going to look at the paper. We're going to just run through it real quick and see what the news of the week was. So if you would, grab your paper. It's okay to make these mic these Edina in Knox County, Missouri. Edina in Knox County, Missouri. Let's see. All right. Uh, we got uh, Lisa Blake. Singing? Second she in the nation. That, How cool is that? That is cool. She that is she's so good. awesome. Oh, she can sing. Her and her whole her whole group, her yeah. and her entourage. That's very cool. <clears throat> Lisa, on the odd chance you're listening to this, congratulations. Great job. Proud of you. That is super amazing. That was super amazing. Uh, new alderman sworn in. Oh, uh, split boat. 
Right. Split vote. Did Tell we... me about, talk about the split vote. Okay, so was it Monday? It was last Monday. A week ago. It was a week. See if my, my time continues. Sure, she's waving page. her hand over her head. <laughs> so last Monday, Monday at the Edina City Council meeting, Mayor Strickler appointed a new councilman, alderman, to uh, take the seat of uh, Judge Alberti, of Bill Alberti, um, resigned at the end of the year. Um, and so um, Davey got a new appointee and brought him to the meeting and uh, talked to the uh, council and they approved him and he is Ronnie Leckby and they swore him in on the spot just like that. Hi, Ronnie. And then... <clears throat> One of the first votes that he was taking was really interesting um, because he kind of butted heads with the mayor. <laughs> well, at least he isn't a yes man. Right. Pretty sure so, on that one. And, and he's young. He's the youngest um, on the council. He's only 27. Um, and so he, he lives in the third ward and uh, he's already kind of gone against the grain though uh he was voting against a uh, new truck for the police department and since it was a split vote it was the mayor that um got to make the you know makes the final yeah I, deciding I, decision i thought that was weird because it was already in the budget it wasn't like it was you know this was an unexpected oh mm -hmm. let's just go out and buy a new car right and and when the department report was given the chief was basically reporting that you know he's doing really what he was supposed to be doing which is finding a vehicle mm -hmm. to part of the rotation because you know the car is it's time for that thing to rotate out and he had found a really good deal and it was saving i believe more than five thousand dollars of what was budgeted and so um it was interesting to see uh, half of the council not want to do that miss hmm. mm -hmm. melissa now you covered city council meetings for probably a couple years didn't you, mm -hmm. do you and even and more radio wise more radio wise now do you have any really weird stories to tell about city council our city councils back then were pretty tame weren't they were they even in Edina? Yeah. I think the Edina City Council just never disappoints. You just never know what you're going to get at an Edina City Council. I mean, it, it it's just been nuts so before. Well, when we were when we were back in our day, um, we had councilmen. I'm trying to remember who they were. Uh, Wendell Kurtz was a councilman. Mm -hmm. He was Jim Wendell's very quiet guy. He was a nice guy. Um, uh, Jake Carhoff was mm -hmm. a councilman forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a councilman for what thirty-five plus. Or oh something yeah, like that? ever. Um, now, Davy was mayor by then, wasn't he? Or was no, it still Pauline? I, it was still Miss. Uh, yeah, it was still Pauline. Pauline was a pistol. She definitely. Oh, Pauline gosh. Campbell. She was, she was a, awesome. Oh, she was. I loved Pauline. She was my buddy. Was she like a speaker mind type of gal? Um, like, that's kind of an understatement, really. Yeah. Just, I'm trying to th think of a, a national person who might be like Pauline Campbell. She would be a, like a less shy Sarah Palin. A less shy. Yes. I mean, Pauline, not, they didn't necessarily believe the same things, but they had that just open mouth, say everything. Shoot from the hip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, you had Pauline. So the city council was mostly listening to Pauline. Oh, really? It really was. Now, they didn't always agree with her, but uh, I'm trying to remember who else. Dick Hopkins was on there, and Dick didn't say a whole lot. I mean, he, he made his points when he had them. Yeah, our, our council members don't really say a whole lot a lot of the time. It's just you never know 
who's going to show up and have a beef and what their beef is going to be. And um, Unlike the school boards. The school boards were. Although I did get my butt chewed at a council meeting not too long ago. Yeah. They did, they did say a lot that time, I guess. <laughs> of course, we, we, didn't, we didn't have the live streaming, all that stuff, so. You know. Yeah, we're live streaming the meetings now, which is I think is interesting because if you count the number of people watching the live stream, you could fill the gallery of City Hall. So they're getting you know a lot more um, public kind of participation meetings as far as paying attention to what they're doing, which is probably good. I think that's really good cool. for everybody. Yeah, but it's not like you know. A hundred or even 50 or even like 10 people watching. <laughs> now, Melissa, did you ever have to do the Lewis County School Boards? I didn't know if you got stuck with that. No. Yeah, I, I didn't. I got to do those. Those were really contentious. Those were, they were going through the grade school consolidation there. Okay. So I went through our grade school consolidation. By the time you, I handed it off to you, that was all gone. The they, school would have just been about open. They were building it. Um, yeah. When I came on, we were doing the uh, eighth grade graduation for all the small schools. And yeah. then that fall um, would have been the fall of 89. Yeah. They started at the new school. When I came on, it was 84. Now, I may be wrong. We could go back into the history. And if anybody out there is listening to this who's, who was alive back then, um, and people who were alive, alive back then don't necessarily listen to our show. Um, sorry, I hit the microphone. Um when I came, the um, we had all the local schools, um, plus Knox City had a school. It was still in business. And um, that year, um, I believe 84, 85 was the last year it was open. And they were getting ready to open the school um, in uh, 85, and they had an architect come in, and he condemned the building. Um, there, was a, there was a crack in the wall that you could literally – there's a hole in this crack had a hole in the middle. You could literally put your hand through the entire wall of the building. In Knox City? Yeah, mm -hmm. the Knox City School. And they condemned it. And this was like a week before school started. And it was utter chaos. I went up there and I was standing there. I took pictures of the crack mm -hmm. and I'm just looking at this thing going, I just hope I make it out of this building alive. <laughs> Okay. The really bad. Didn't that building stand forever? Yeah, is it but. still standing now? No, that's the gym is. The building itself was torn down years okay. ago. Mm -hmm. but the, And everybody was always saying after that, um, well, you know, it stood for all this kind of stuff. But the difference is they took a lot of weight out of that building. They took all the stuff. You know, this is the second floor. You got all these, the weight of the children, the weight of the desks, the weight of the books, the weight of the water in the water system. They took, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds out of that building. That makes a difference. People don't think about the weight of the stuff in their house. But, you know, all that stuff that's in your house that weighs stuff, that is putting stress on your house. Right. So, you know, the the, the emptier a building, the longer it lasts. So anyway, so that started the consolidation craze and brought it back around. And, oh, boy, we'll, we'll do a show on that. That was just insanity. She, our good friend Melissa, Got got in on the very end of that. Yes. The closing. It was still tense. The gnashing of teeth. It was still very tense. Um, the people who were on the school board then were still people who went through the ruckus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was so, a tough time. It was a tough time. Ultimately, 
It had to and understandably. It had to happen. I mean, we had we had schools with, you know, sixteen kids in them. That just doesn't work. We had schools where we were paying, you know, six thousand dollars a student a year to educate them, and schools where we were paying twelve hundred dollars a student a year to educate them because of the cost difference of running the schools. And in what universe is that fair? And was this all happening on top of the farm loan crisis? On top of the farm loan crisis, which was a big deal. Okay. That was, yeah. In fact, so talk that ab- was a very serious, intense. Talk about a time that, that a counselor would have been very welcome in this. That was there. The stress level around here was. The eighties was the eighties oh, were tough. It was tough. Yeah. So anyway. Happy to have brought that up, aren't I? <laughs> so there's the city council. Think what else we got? Let's, we're going to skip the sports. We love the sports. Go Eagles! But you know, we'll have David back on. My man, David. Um, always good to see a new baby. Hurdling minutes. They're sending you the minutes. We love the minutes. We love the minutes. Keep them coming. Hurdling uh, news. In. Betty Jo Gonnerman. She was around when you were around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over 25 years, she's been doing the hurdling um, news. Uh, we got a concert coming up at the Assembly of God. That's good. That would be January 24th, in case you're wondering, which is coming up. More basketball. Love basketball, but we're not going to talk about it here. FFA. I see an FFA picture. Not really sure what they're doing. Relay for Life. They're get, yeah, getting soup started. Yeah. Oh, soup supper. Does it, what, Gearing up for... Does it say the date? Um, let's see. February 6th. So put that on your calendar, folks. That's always a good one. The soup supper. Yeah, we always uh, we always take um, oyster stew. That's the Hawkins thing is oyster stew. Oh, I love oyster stew. No, I, I'm not much of Well, of course, I don't eat meat, but. Is it the same as oyster soup? Mm-hmm. Not uh, really. Like well, I like oyster a, soup then, I guess. A cream. Oyster stew is thicker. Is that well, like clam chowder? I think I've just had the soup. We may take oyster soup, come to think of it. Yeah, it's like cram chowder except for with oysters. Um, Which is that? The soup or the stew? Stew. So it's like, okay. And it's then the soup thick. is just... Oyster soup. Just oysters. Okay. Which, I've just had the soup. I'm a diver. I know where oysters live. I have no I interest at all in eating it. Well, time news. Let's see what the 25 years ago was. Did we get 25 years ago? Let's see if Alyssa's in all the time. I don't see 25 years ago. Continue on page four. All right. We're... Get the paper going. This is always the exciting part. Where we're shuffling our paper, paper. Where we look through. And <laughs> where is the old time news? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, uh, twenty-five years ago, nineteen ninety-six. Oh, that's twenty years ago. Okay, we were all gone. Ninety-six. We were all gone by ninety-six. Yeah, I was having a baby in ninety-six. No, it was that uh, Gabe. No, that was Allie. Allie. Mm-hmm. I can get confused. Is Gabe older than Allie or younger? Gabe's the oldest. I thought he was. But I yeah. wasn't sure. I see him a lot. Yeah. I'm going to stop by to get a donut, which I actually get donuts every day. <laughs> it's kind of a treat day for me to get a donut. I don't get to eat donuts every day. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the paper. It's mostly sports and what we've talked about. So. Um, so is there any... Oh, on the website, there's a weird thing happened on the way to the podcast today. I was really on my way. Your scoop? Is it your scoop? It's not a scoop. When did you get a scoop then? Um, well, it's a meeting that was scheduled that I just didn't know about. That's, so that would probably be the opposite oh, I saw of a scoop. That. I saw that, yeah. About the courthouse? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it 
but it didn't happen, right? Okay, so the meeting was you. You posted the notice. Was the notice for today? No, the I didn't uh, think so. The, the meeting was today, and then there's another meeting tomorrow. Okay. So basically, today what happened this afternoon is there was a special meeting in the commissioner's office, open to the public, where uh, representatives of the CTS group, an uh, engineering firm, basically, um, came in and talked to the commissioners about asking the voters, or asking the voters to approve. Um, some sort of tax to repair and improve the courthouse, it which is, is getting a little age on it. Well, what was interesting and was so awesome about the live stream, because I didn't know about the meeting until uh, one of the commissioners was like driving by the office and hollered out the window. Did you know we're meeting at one o'clock today? You know, you probably want to be there. So... And then I had a text from another commissioner saying, "Well, I'm glad they got contact." BTW, we're meeting at you know one, which I totally appreciate because they don't have to. Uh, no, they go do. Out they have to like put. That. They have to put up a notice at the courthouse they where they're meeting. To, but I don't. But you go don't. To the if you go there every day, day you're not going to notice the door it. and see if there's a, like, are they going to have a meeting tomorrow? They yeah. meet um you know Monday and Friday, so anywho, I didn't know, and so I left Rotary Lunch early. Rotary lunch today. It was Chicken a parmesan. It was delicious. It was a speaker. Lori from Dr. Bob's office. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it's Dr. Allenson's office now. It's Dr. Bob's office. It's going to be Dr. Bob's office. It's Dr. Bob's office featuring Dr. Allen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it will always be Dr. Bob's It will Bob's always office. be Dr. Bob's office. So I'm going to peel out of there and go get my tripod and get to the courthouse and get set up because this meeting's at one and these ladies came in. Uh, and so basically what they're talking about is that the courthouse is in... Major disrepair. Uh, Not a surprise to anybody who's been in it. <laughs> right. And, and you know the heating system is, you know. In the, well, the boiler, the, they did have that big boiler project, so the boiler is fairly new. Yeah, but the rest of it isn't. Uh, but everything else is uh, pretty bad. And, and how this all got started was about a year ago, the commissioner started inquiring with the CTS group, these engineers, about... Uh, replacing all the windows, which are original, which are single pane, which are yeah, not yeah, rusted out. Um, so when the CTS group, these engineers came in and started looking at the windows, they're like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. we can put in windows, uh, but the building we can may put fall in down. New windows, but you see all these window air units you've got hanging out of them. Like, do we really, I mean, Really? Like, yeah, you got uh, like, really? Do you want to really? And, and these wind, these air conditioning, so. <laughs> Uh, so they got up and, uh, so that's, that's what this meeting was, was the CTS group talking to the commissioners about this. It's this, uh, $1.25 million, uh, estimate of all of the things. And there is so many of them. There's a laundry list of big, huge problems with the courthouse. Now these are problems like the roof is leaking into the walls. Bricks are like falling out of the top of it. It's, it's, uh, pretty bad. Um, so they did an hour long meeting and kind of to talk to the commissioners about, do they want to put it on this upcoming ballot, which is the April municipal election ballot, which frankly, mm. I don't know, I don't know if they'll that. do it or not. I don't know if that's a wise thing to do. Cause that's a very, very such a small, small turnout. Turnout. Mm-hmm. Especially when we're going to have, we're going to have big, a big election this year. We're going to get a lot of turnout. I don't know. Well, and there's so many things going on. I mean, do they want to do it in the – they could do it in April. They could do it in the primary. They could do it in the general. 
And so um, you're looking at August. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. At, so that's something that commissioners are faced with, and, and the recommendation from the CTS group was to put it on now and get it done. Some of these things need to be fixed right now because after this meeting, this impromptu meeting, and I'm glad I was live streaming at the end of the meeting, and they let me ask questions. And so anybody who wants to watch this video of this meeting and learn about the courthouse and the many, many, many things that are wrong with it, it has been posted on NemoNews.net. It's um, the top story in the Knox County section. And then at the end, which was so great, they were starting to wrap it up, and I, we had just so happened to be live streaming. They were talking about bringing citizens in and having them take tours and actually see the damage. That is themselves. a good idea. That is an excellent idea. It is an excellent idea. And uh, since we were live streaming, I just kind of said, well, we're live now. Let's walk through the building now. Can you take me through the building now and we can show people? And we had like five viewers that just happened to be sit through this meeting and uh, want, so let's show them what we're talking, you know, let's show them what you're talking about. Let's go through the building and show them the damage. So we did. So the last 25 or so, uh, 25 to 30 minutes of the live stream, it starts at about 55 minutes in as we're walking around. And I was really shocked to see how much water damage. Yeah. I've, I've kept, kept on talking about the tuck pointing, tuck pointing, yeah. and I wasn't really understanding. That's a big until, deal. Oh, the brick building, that is a big well, there deal. There is a Absolutely. lot of water coming in. It's coming in on all sides. There's roof leaks. Dude, the electrical system is original. I know. Yep. Well, As so I say, this the, is not something that just all of a sudden yeah. started. I mean, when I was... No, the commissioners have been kind of hearing about this for the last year. It, I kind of um, wish they they would have come out and been more vocal about it from the very beginning because I don't know if the voters really know how bad a shape the courthouse is in unless you spend time in there. Well, yeah. I, I know the courthouse is, and I don't know the age of it, but it's got to be 75. It's over 75 because I did the 75. I did the, tw- I did the 20, or the 50th. Oh, really? Yeah, I did the I 50th. I don't remember what year. It was just been recent. You would have done about the 57th. Within the last few <laughs> years. So it's got to be 78, maybe a little bit. That's a long time in wiring. Mm-hmm. It's a long time in wiring. Well, and it was kind of amazing to have this, you know, to be doing the live stream and then to say, hey, let's just go look at all this stuff. And then as we started going through just the building, just the stuff that was easy to get to and and show, see and show what uh, they were talking about, it just became painfully obvious that our courthouse is in big trouble. I mean, and it really it freaks me out because I am – Thinking about Clark County's courthouse situation. Yeah, and they had to, to knock. They down. had to knock theirs down and put up a new. Theirs one. was really, really bad. bad. But it was really bad. It, it was a lot worse than this. It one. was, right, but it, ours will. But ours will get, we'll there. get there. Water, water getting in a building will kill it quicker than anything. And I don't remember the cost of the of the Clark County um, rebuild project. I know it was a nightmare. Um, because yeah. might cover it. And the biggest problem with that, and it would be the same way with us, is not only do you tear down the old building, you put the new one up on the same spot. So you got to do something with the county for two years while they're building this building and tearing down the old one, and it just becomes... Did you well, go into the, the jail? Think of the cost of all that. Yeah, and yeah. their video, I've got video of the... <laughs> the jail. And they have an original door. Evan, oh, Evan called a- it the... Uh, <laughs> he had some funny name for it, like... This solitary confinement room or something. Yeah. He didn't know exactly what it was. Just another cell, but he called it the solitary confinement cell just because there was. No I got to tell you the story of the jail. The jail is is you talk about your typical crazy government story. 
And I shouldn't probably say this because some of the people may still be alive who were involved, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, this is back in the day. Um, there was a person who was the jailer, um, the watchman, who stayed over at night. Now, when I first moved here, the, the prisoners were kept in the jail. And you'd walk by outside, and they'd talk to you out through the windows, you know, because you're walking past the courthouse. Were they there. still, like, bringing stuff up with a string? Like, you could tie oh, a yeah. cigarette to They're a string? They were still doing that stuff. And they would just... Uh, and they were like, hey, kid, go get me a beer. Go get me a beer. No, I'm not going to get you a beer. Man, I'll give you, I'll pay for it. Well, obviously, I, if I were going to do it, you'd pay for it, but no, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, oh, man, oh, man, give me, give me some drugs, man. I'll pay you. I'm like, no. And so we're walking, shouting from shouting the, the window windows. to give me drugs. So anyway, um, one night, and forgive me if I get the facts wrong, but I think this is pretty straight. The jailer, um, who I can tell you later who it was, but he was in there and he was walking into there and there, the door was not as secure as it could have been. And he got bonked on the head and the prisoner got out. And the prisoner was running all around the courthouse, but he, he didn't, leaving? he didn't leave the courthouse for some <laughs> reason. I don't know why, but he was running around in the courthouse. Um, I don't know if it was one of those deals where he, where he figured, you know, if I don't leave the courthouse, I didn't actually escape or I, I don't have any idea. But anyway, so he was rearrested inside the courthouse. And then, uh, the county decided, okay, well, this is not going to do. We've got to fix this jail. We've got to fix the jail. So they went in and they redid it. They fixed all the doors. They fixed all the locks. They painted all the walls. They redecorated. They put in new stuff. They called in the state for an inspection, and the state said, you've got to be kidding me. We're not going to certify this place. This has none of the, the modern requirements of an incarceration facility. You can't put prisoners here. Well, how were they doing it before? How could they do it before? They not? just hadn't called the state. Ever? Ever. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not sorry. Again, I may have gotten the story wrong, but that's, that's, that's how I remember it. And uh, not anyway, that's insensitive. And so they wasted so it was all just that operating money. just on as a jail. Just, this, uh, just everybody did it though. This was the seventies. This was the eighties. You didn't. Right. There was no, you know, There's no so state the, regulatory. So you're like, okay, well, where are you going to take them? Well, no, there were no big fancy jails around here. The, the correctional facilities hadn't been built yet. Every These little modern county ones had their own little jail. Had their own little jail. So we had to send them to some other little. I think we had sent them to Kirksville. So why to, did they call the state? Didn't, why didn't they just fix it up and go on? You would have to ask. The person who I, has passed heard away it was by something now. Something to do with insurance. The jail ended up closing because no, they couldn't get it insurance didn't have, coverage. It didn't have anything to do with insurance. Interesting. I they, can they, tell they you that. They couldn't get certified sure. by the state. Well, the, the state came in and said, "You can't. This does not meet standards because there is strict standards of how people are to be treated. And Absolutely, how they be kept and all of that. Yeah. And it was you were in there. Does that look like any jail you were ever in? No. Think about where the recreation yard is. What? Right. You know. Think about, you know, all the, the food and the, you know, the, the, the cleanliness. No, it just is just, it's a 1950s jail. Yeah, I've heard some stories that I won't regurgitate here. And but, we'll talk later. Uh, about the jail and some of the interesting, more interesting things. But in the Sentinel, when it was the courthouse, you know, birthday and, and they had, we re-ran a lot of the old stories about, uh, the new jail and it's a dandy. Well, you, she probably doesn't remember the old jail. You remember the old jail? Yeah. Oh, my God. If you ever saw the old jail. Ooh. The new one was a dandy. The new one was a dandy. <laughs> the old one was back in the alley uh, behind where um, 
um, uh, the right around the area where the Legion Hall is there on the south side of the square. Okay. It, it was on down from that a little ways. And there's this big, tall brick building, which by the time you and I would have seen it was pretty bad repair. Mm -hmm. But there were no windows. There was one door and a couple little tiny windows. Ooh. It looked like the Tower huh. of London. I always thought it was in the brick. courthouse. No, it was. Well, see, the courthouse wasn't always at where the courthouse was. The courthouse did oh, not. Oh, this is the old, old, right. old pre-courthouse jail. Yeah, the pre-courthouse. I've courthouse. read old Sentinel articles of people escaping from Because there. the courthouse used to not be a courthouse. They used to have them in the buildings. So, anyway, there we are. Here you here. got any newspaper stories you want to tell while you're here? Uh, I don't think so. I got a couple of Melissa stories I'm going to tell, but not while the air is on. We're going to, we're going to save those for later. Oh, they're not that exciting. There's well, never a dull moment at the Sentinel. No. I know you guys know that. It continues. It lives on. I I miss the old Sentinel building though. Yeah, it was cool. It the was old, an awesome. When you go up into the old thing and see oh, the old yeah. press and the, and the old that, type, the old type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. an amazing dark room. That was awesome. <laughs> Amazing dark room. Yeah. This, she doesn't know the dark room thing, the digital, this digital thing where she didn't have to do all that developing. Oh, yeah. You're missing out. You're missing out. You know, you're not having any idea whether what you shot last night is going to turn out or not until you develop it. And then, then you send it over to Coca and have them butcher it. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. You're thinking about it now. No, I remember, uh, 4H fair. Uh oh, where my pictures got butchered. Oh, I had great pictures, but they ended up cutting off parts head. of yeah animals. I mean, and, you had no, and I, I did not do that. Uh, pages, but I, I had the um, fallout from that. For no, do, you months. went, you went over and laid out the paper, right? Mm -hmm. You drove over like I did. You know, we, what we do is Monday would consist of you'd show up at. Well, it depends on how mad the boss was because she was just she was mad um so it depends on how mad the boss was um, if you went to coke or not no we went to coke every but what time you showed up was usually she calls you at six thirty or seven o'clock in the morning saying where are you why aren't you at work anyway <laughs> yeah so anyway you go to work and you'd work there to what nine thirty, ten o'clock something like that mm -hmm. and then you'd in hop morning? in the car yeah you'd hop in the car with the discs and everything because you had to take the discs with you because just because you had to, and all the ads and the ad sheets, and you'd pile all that stuff in there, and then you'd drive over to Coca, and you'd get there, and it was just absolute chaos. Insane. At the media. Um, right. And half the time, the um, the paper would be half laid out for you. And this is and what not I, I, in any way, shape, or form like you wanted it to be. Right. And this is, and half the time, you know, well, you don't have anything for the front page. That's because she stuck it on page three, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I can guarantee you who <laughs> did that page. We both know the name. I'm not saying right now. <laughs> la, 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 la. Because that page was done, or the, the forage pages would have been done before you got there. Because mm -hmm. they wanted that stuff early in the week. That would have right. been done before you got there. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. And so we put all the stuff together, threw it all together, hop, uh, shoot the negatives, go back into the little, back in the little room. We'd shoot them to giant negatives. Of the, of the paper, we'd, you know, use little wax things and paste them all together oh, and, good the times. and hope and that then. you didn't lose the stuff as it's catching on the rollers. And she'd shoot the negatives and you'd opaque the negatives. Remember opaquing the negatives? Oh my gosh, yes. Remember opaquing yes. them? Yes. Um, now I think you got off a little easier than I did because I had to stay and help print. 
Oh, I did too. Did you? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, she was so stuck. we put everything in the, you know, after all that, then you throw it on the vehicle and you make a mad dash and to Lamel. When we mean mad dash, you know, the boss expected that to be a 20-minute trip. Yes. And it's actually a 45-minute trip. What? Not kidding. No, not kidding. She's, she's About not- halfway there, you were getting phone calls saying, where are you? Screaming. She was already there? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, so anyway, we, we get there. And we hand them the stuff, and we have to start making the plates. And whether sometimes I would help make the plates, sometimes I would do other stuff. I change clothes into my yuchis, and then you know I'd either help make the plates, or bend the plates, or fold the plates, or put the negatives together, or you know whatever. And um, then we'd uh, print the one paper, then we print the advertiser, we print the other paper. Oh no, 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 no! You you missed the essential steps. What did I miss? The press broke down. Oh, the press was always every broken. time. No. <laughs> I, I, there's a caveat here. For my first three years, we had a pressman, an actual pressman. The guy's by the name of Bob Jones, BJ, and he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I had had him when for a little while. Yeah, and B, I think. Yeah, yeah. He, he came B, back for a yeah, bit. Yeah, BJ. And he's a guy who worked for like Hannibal, I think it was. And he came back. This guy knew it he ran. Was good. It yeah. ran when he was there. And then we had the other guy and. We're he not going to mention nameless. he was shall remain nameless. I'll tell <laughs> we'll tell you the name after we hang up. Um, and it was a nightmare because the press was always broken. And then you had this you'd have the there were four units, okay? So you could print 16 pages at a time. Or if you had a dinky in there, you could print 14 pages. And one of the units was always broken. So you'd have a, a page a, a paper laid out for 14, but you could only print 10. <laughs> so you had to go in and cut the cut the page numbers off the top of it, paste the page numbers back on the negatives. You're cutting the page numbers and trying to make the page numbers work. And the layouts that you had one page next to each other, they didn't fit anymore because they were all back. Oh, oh, that gosh. sounds like a nightmare. Oh, you don't um, even know. I'm glad we don't do that no. anymore. Nightmares are much better. We lay out with quirk. Yes. Quirk is better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. This is a true story. And you will, Melissa, I'm pointing at Melissa, she will believe this. When I left the Sentinel, I swore an oath to God above that I would never once in my life complain about a Monday ever again. And I, to this day, have not. Oh, I was complaining about yeah, Mondays. Complain about Mondays. No, you don't show. even know. I came in and I was complaining about Mondays. No, no. no. Mondays are great. Compared to the often 16 hours of total chaos, <laughs> beyond compare, where 90% of what people are yelling at you over is yelling, yelling, not, not, not talking, yelling, is stuff you have absolutely, positively no control over, whatever. And I was young and naive. I had not heard strings of explicatives. Yeah, you don't even... Really? My virgin ears were... Oh, Mike goodness. never yells. Oh, no, Mike is cool. We like Mike. Mike is cool. He never yells. And it wasn't just one person. We all get crunched and stressed and at each other sometimes, but not. I'm pretty sure I was the only one not yelling. Yeah. Oh, good times, Ken. Good times. Good times. I told you. I knew this would happen. (laughs) You're just talking about the good times. You know, and then, and uh, anyway, I could go on and on and on and on and on. But yeah, it was it was it was cool, right? Absolutely. It is. A, you talk about experience. We have experience in the workplace. 
We do. You guys, right. I know just when you said 4-H, 4-H is still a beast. 4-H is hard. The 4-H fair is still a beast. It is. It's yeah. one of the hardest things you do. Yeah. Um, and my suggestion is don't make a mistake. At 4-H? Ever. Um, Ever. On 4-H? Yes. Don't get me started on Don't 4-H. make a mistake. We I love 4-H. 4-H. We love 4-H. We do. And it's a great I'm program. I'm the 4-H, uh, the friend of 4-H, <laughs> of the friend of 4-H of 2015. I was a friend of 4-H too one year. Um, that was nice. But that job, that week, two, three, you know, how, however many weeks it actually rolls out over like a two or three week period. So we do 4-H week, but it's still 4-H for weeks to follow and we have more and more pictures and cut lines and uh, it's just and now we're live streaming events this last year we live streamed all of the uh, everything and so that just added another layer to it just it is a beast working I like the live stream thing I do that's awesome yeah because this is something we never obviously had you know what was cool was uh, we heard back from the extension office and Karen was really excited about some of the live streams because they can use you know they all turned into videos and ended up in uh, playlists and basically they can take those and show those to kids and you know what to expect at the fair kids who've never been there and Stuff like That's that. pretty amazing. That is and cool. grandparents and things who live far away and want to see, you know, their grandchild compete in the chickens or the poultry or the swine. Or, you know, I will say one thing has changed, and that is the auctions. Um, poultry, swine, I mean, swine and cattle back in the day were pretty much it. You didn't see hardly any other animals, and that's really changed. As the cost of raising these the livestock is really, I mean, it's much more expensive than it was. Yeah, and that has a lot to do with it. And you know, so you know, it's it's not bad in any way, shape, or form. You just it's you've seen a lot more of the poultry. You see a lot more of the the smaller animal, the goats, the the sheep, rabbits, the rabbits. Yeah. yeah, and that's fine because it teaches the same lessons. It's just mm-hmm. um, you just see a lot more of it. it. Used to be all cattle. If you had anything other than maybe you'd have. One piece of poultry, maybe a turkey or something. But other than that, you wouldn't see anything. And now, else. I mean, the numbers we've seen the numbers in beef go down. Yeah, so it's just, just in my short time since I've it's hard. It's, you know, it's expensive. Years, it it's expensive. It's difficult to keep. Um, you know, unless you are a, you know, out there a real actual production farmer. You know, it's hard. So right. and and I will tell you what though, those animals are fine looking animals when they get them. Mm. Those are some nice looking beefs when they get them ready to go, but I don't eat them. Sorry, I'll I'll let you all eat them, and we will. Yeah, definitely. They're delicious. Well, Melissa, thank you. Well, thank you for having this me. This was awesome having you. You're gonna have to come hang out some more. Absolutely. Please. Cool. We'll talk about some more. We'll let you let you get settled on your thing and talk about some more stuff. If you have stuff that you want us to talk about or think we we need to bring up some things that you see. You know where to find us. I do know where Maybe to find Maybe you'll it. start listening to our show now. Oh. Will you? <laughs> Absolutely. That's harsh. I have the, that, that was just, harsh. That see, was I, really buddy, harsh. Buddy, I, I had you covered here. I had great intentions. We I need, really do. We've got, we only need two more listeners. If she starts listening, then we just need two more listeners and we'll have a hundred. I'm assuming awesome. you, you read her life after meth story in the paper. Yes. Well, the last episode is the vocal episode version of that which but it has quite a bit different like stuff pen in and it. echo show style version. 
So I, I would recommend if you want to listen, that would be something that you would start with. Because Let's that's what, my intent was to go through all of them. Well, and, this is uh, we're funny. This is right down your alley, though, because you're going to see things and a lot of people, you know, like me, won't see because I'm. That's just not how I. That's not my thing. You know, mm-hmm. I take pictures. I don't. You know, I'm not a a uh, mental health expert. So there we are. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Gecko's laughing at me. Yeah, no kidding. I'm not. Yeah. Did you trim your beard? I did not. But I, I have it out farther. I'm Sorry expecting like one day I'm going to come in and you're just going to have this bald spot right next to your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, we had to, we had to, I hope this sounds good. We had to do this the old fashioned way because we had three people. So um, we're, we're on the old mixing board. Um, hopefully it'll sound pretty good. So everybody, if you, uh, we do ask one favor of y'all. We don't hit you with advertising. We don't do anything else. But we do ask you to, if you like our show, just share the link on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Help yeah, us out that way. Just just tell people, hey, these guys are funny or these guys are weird or these guys. We are weird. You know, I almost felt like it was worth nothing to listen to them. You know, <laughs> that's, that's what you're talking about. You're not paying yeah. anything for And this. if you want us to talk about something, send us a message. Send us a Facebook message. We are going to have another guest fairly oh, soon. Speaking of sending messages, I got a message from Best Buy. Support. Oh, talk, oh, you've got to talk about the best part. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> you saw the best that, yeah. she knows Did the you, Okay, so... And we podcasted about it. And, <laughs> and I tweeted and Facebooked, and I did get a message from Best Buy Support that said something to the effect of... You can look on my Twitter and probably see it, but... Uh, uh, we, you know, please tell us what happened in your bad experience. You know, we, <laughs> we want to know what happened with your... I'm sorry to I love to your reply. Experience. What, what was it? Uh, just, well, listen, to our, was, listen to our podcast. First it was, I couldn't cash the check, you know, and then it like just was like, this isn't, I can't put it all in here because it was tweeting. Yeah. My response. And so then I sent another message that was like, just listen to this, not your best <laughs> by podcast. And you can hear me explain it to the world. Yeah. To our tens of listeners. To our tens. Oh, I'm gonna check. I've got my I got my thing open. If this crashes, then it'll be my fault. I, I got my thing open here. I'm gonna check to see how many. If we're we're I into our hundred before we left, and we were at ninety seven. Ninety seven. So we're we're wide open. We're not gonna tell anybody anything that isn't true. So we're just gonna fess up. We're at ninety seven. We're hoping to for a hundred, which you know that's actually a lot of people if you that consider the size of me. A lot of people. Um. Uh, okay. I'm gonna log into the account. Uh, if I can remember the name of it. Um, the uh, okay, got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yes, the Sentinels website for. Um, we're also on Stitcher. If you, um, if you want to listen to us that way, we're iTunes, at iTunes, Google so Play, Google Play. We've got a, a, a player in NemoNews.net. You can go on NemoNews.net and. Uh, on the front page, underneath the Knox County section, there's a little microphone and pretty um, Ken Mitchell and Echo Menges podcasts. Well, we're we're still stuck at 97. It only resets every six hours on the statistics. So uh, okay, so we're still so, stuck there. So well, okay. I'm looking forward to catching up on all the episodes. We're funny. We are funny. We're unintentionally funny. Well, I know funny. he's hilarious, and from our interactions, I know you're funny. So it's got to be. I, it's got to be a blast. It's unintentional funniness. I don't know. 
how yeah. that happens. I don't know. What, what's your favorite episode that we've done? I, episode 10. Is that the one with the tornadoes? <laughs> Was it the, yeah. the toilet geysers? I like the toilet Maybe. geysers ones, the too. The toilet geysers. There's been cause totally it, guys are great. it doesn't seem funny why we're doing it, but then when I go back and listen to us, like there's been points where I've been like laughing so hard I was crying. I have listened because I know us and I just think we're funny and I'm weird. I wonder if other people think we're funny or we're weird. With my wife, I got to tell a wife story because it's like she's listening to them. Okay, she's listening to the podcast. I'll I'll, I'll post this and then she'll listen to it tonight or when she drives. Um, and anyway, she'll she'll listen to it, and then she'll start laughing. And I just she's got her earbuds on, and so no, and we're like, what? What did we say? What was funny? What? Wait, listen to and she's like, speaker. stop, and she tells me, oh, okay. And then it was twenty seconds later, she starts laughing again. What? What did we say? I do that when I because I didn't I didn't listen to the first several, didn't go back and listen to them, so it took a while for me to get to around to listening to our own show just to, to see what it sounds like, and it's funny. It's the, the really interesting thing is, and we both talked about this, is we go back and listen to them to hear what we said. Because we don't remember what we said. Wait, because my brain is so scrambled up. I am just so blah. If you go back and listen but. to yourself, I wonder if you're going, this would be interesting to know if you're like, oh, yeah, I really forgot I said that. I'm, I'm curious Probably to find well. out. So let us know whether, whether you were surprised by anything that you said. Everything sounded great, so we're not worried about that, but... Okay, um, it is time we wrap this up. We're closing in on uh, 45 hours, so <laughs> thank you for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Good luck with everything. Not that luck isn't that much of a factor, but good luck with everything. I appreciate that. Keep us informed and do the good work. And Echo. Let us know, yeah, and come back and visit us. I sure will. Send it away, Echo. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>